Hey. Hey. Today we're talking about winter adventuring. Thank you for everyone who's joining today. Yeah. Um, hello. Hello. Happy 2021. Yeah. Exactly. Um, we have three topics to go over for this one. Yeah. And we're prepared looking at travel, car stuff. And the third one was just kind of general advice on staying warm, planning your trip again, because um, winter uh, has a lot of kind of extra factors to take into consideration that I think um, summer, spring, and even fall travel just don't have. Exactly. Exactly. And being prepared is a huge one, because one of the biggest factors is that um, people think it's like another day in the park during the winter time, but it's a little bit different. And that even goes with the shorter hours um, and the different type of like, I guess maybe you might do a different type of adventuring. So one thing to do is just kind of really plan, be as timely as you can, like, like plan better with your times. Like don't like, might be better. <laughs> you might, I have this conversation about this, but like give me yeah. some extra time. Um, don't yeah. start your hike like super late uh, because I do know where we live that once it gets dark, it gets cold. And I know, especially if people are new, is that if you start late and you like, you finish later, you might be end up in the dark around like 4.30. And yep. then how do you go back, how do you find your way back to the car? And yeah, then, especially um, in the woods, it gets really, really dark. Like the sunlight doesn't come through the trees. Um, so yeah, you're totally right. Yes. And then it just be, also with the timing too, like be respectful of the wherever you visit because um, when the park closes and the park usually closes based on sunrise to sunset. So like in the park is nearby is closing earlier. Um, sometimes you need to be mindful of that because when they're shut down, like they're shut down and you gotta be concerned about your own safety um, because you don't wanna be like out there in the dark and then who, you know, I mean, less people, it seemed more challenging to find you, more challenging to get assistance. And with the pandemic going on and everything, that's the last thing you want. And ultimately, you just want to have a good time. So it's just really important to just think about the timing, start earlier. And if you think that by chance you can get, if you're going to start later in the afternoon, bring a headlamp, at least. Definitely, you know, yeah, yeah. Bring one close, you know, um, just so you can be prepared for that. Because um, that's something that, um, not ideal, but, you know, we can't assume that everyone has the luxury or leisure to start as early as possible. We can. So, like, if, if you have a chance, if you just have to hike later, just pack warmly, carry a headlamp. Um, that's the other important thing. But, of course, that varies, but, yeah. I don't know if you want to say anything more, Stella. Oh, sure. I mean, I can talk a little bit about just getting caught in the dark, too, because that happens to us in October. Um, and like, we knew we were going to get caught in the dark, um, and we still didn't have a headlamp. So that was a major, major mistake. Um, luckily my phone was fully charged so we could use the like flashlight on my phone, um, to get back. And it was a relatively clear trail, but I, I think the thing that I really learned the most that time was like, you're saying the temperature cools off really quickly. So if you're not wearing layers or you didn't bring like a jacket, like that can be you can quickly become very cold um and the other thing of course is just the light like if you're in a dense forest just in an area you don't know uh 
you don't see the end of it. So, um, and that can honestly like feel a bit panic inducing if you're like unsure and, and kind of like, uh, yeah, just not feeling super safe in that kind of situation. So exactly. I feel, I feel a little bit more nervous in the winter time when it gets darker. I think it's more related to just like the temperature too, that when it just drops, it's like more of a shock. Um, yeah. Then I guess depending on, and then if you're in a snow too, like that, I would be terrified <laughs> because like, and also, I mean, that goes along with the snow. You think about it too, like I, I'm, I'm live in California, so I don't deal with the snow, but I've hiked in the snow. I do know that the snow is best to be like hiked on um, in the morning when it's like, um, it's like fresh. Um, it's like, cause it freezes overnight. But then during the day, it's all slushy and everything. So I know yeah. that when time passes, it just gets like, it's not good. So I would just be more freaked out with the situation. And then it gets frozen again. But then I just like, it's yep. just all these different terrains. I would be freaking out. <laughs> yeah. And like, even like in the winter, you don't only, and this is something I learned recently or learned to think about recently. Yeah. Um, it's not just the ground, right? If it's been snowing, the trees can collect snow up top. Yeah. And if there's a huge wind gust, um, you can suddenly have, I think that they call them like snow bombs or something like that, where like this giant pile of snow can fall on you. Yeah. So that's like another kind of additional safety thing to, to really focus on is there, it's not just the ground that's slippery or treacherous, yeah. right? You can have things actually falling on you from the trees. Exactly. Um, exactly. So sometimes consider route that we don't, we're not trying to scare you or anything, but just that feet. Be, be well aware of the timing, yeah. everything and the conditions um, just so, so you can have a successful and fun trip um, and because it doesn't have to be that way if you plan it prepare for it um, estimate your time give yourself plenty of time like you'll have a good old time and yeah yeah and also definitely be ready to um, on the travel and like on especially in snowy areas um, I know, like you're saying, like California, you're not, or at least like east of the Sierra, uh, west of the Sierras, um, you don't get too much snow, right? So um, you don't have to worry too much about that. Um, here in Oregon, close to the Cascades, the mountains here, um, like the traffic can change very quickly if suddenly a snowstorm rolls in. Um, you might have to deal with putting snow chains on your tires you might have to um make sure that you have enough um like antifreeze in your car um so that you can start back up and keep your windshield clean and all these kinds of things in addition to just like traffic being slower because people are driving more slowly um that's like take time yeah Yeah. really important to be prepared i mean it's always great to have a winter adventure but you gotta really think about all these different things there's a lot more other factors and also depending on your location um because you know especially with the snow and the chains and everything it's something that's important to have especially if you're going to be in that area where it tends to snow um, yeah it's ideal but it's just if you really want to have an awesome adventure and check off all the boxes you, you have to think about and just even even getting there you can have a great time but you also want to make sure you get out too so you got to think about getting in and out and it's all important. Um, and we can, you know, if you really, if you have questions about what to like bring, like for your, like these basic things, like please feel free to reach out to us. Um, we're just yeah. kind of, we're just kind of providing like these insights maybe you didn't think about, or maybe you're not like, maybe it was kind of maybe in your back of your mind, but just trying to maybe just give reminders. 
another thing too is being prepared is that regarding parking um parking is a tough one because that's hard being prepared having a plan b c or d e is that because everything is sh i know everything is shut down in california like you can't do anything except maybe go outside so parking is limited uh and when parking is limited like like you get there early or maybe find that time that you know there's parking like if there's no parking just that's it don't park on the side of the road because that actually can be a fire hazard um it could be illegal you can get a ticket um, you can try it and maybe you might get away with it, but it's it's not safe. Um, I don't recommend it. I'm more by follow the rules by the book. Uh, but just be aware that um, like that can, but that's going to be a factor, and that might make you plan have a, like a backup plan to go somewhere else. But you know, like, but with the also keeping on the shorter hours, do you think that as you go outside, I believe there's a gym effect, but outside, I uh, really think so. Uh, so now you have the same amount of people that want to go outside, but now there's a shorter amount of hours. So there's the same amount of people mm -hmm. that are going and now less hours. And now you have plus add more people. So now there's, it might look like there's a lot more people because there's like shorter hours. It's going to seem like a lot of people are flooding the trails. So just be mindful of that. And then for, you, you can talk about parking and the yeah. parking the snow. up here. To add to your point about um, parking along the side of the road, I just, like, and I think this mostly still applies just for, like, snowy mountainous areas, but if the snow plows need to get through and you're at the side of the road, you're blocking the snow plows and or you will get, plow like, plowed in, right? Um, so you can't take your car out. Um, so it's, it's another hazard not only for yourself, but also you're blocking people trying to clear the roads for other people if you saw it park by the side of the road. Um, I mean, the other thing, too, is park parking in national forests around the Portland area um, require uh, snow park passes if they're near a skiing area. So um, that's something to consider um, before you head out because they don't sell these passes um, and you can't just pick them up like a summer pass at the trailhead. Um, you can buy them at local REIs around here. You can order them online. Um, I think even ski resorts will sell you the snow park passes, but they're not as quite as easy to get in my experience as the like summer forest passes that you can just park, get a day pass, put it in your car and, and be done. Because you know, like if you, you have to think about a lot, a lot of more various factors for the winter time. Um, it's just, it's a different element. Um, so then the next thing, too, I know the big one is about knowing your car. Um, yeah. And I think we should say, like, neither of us is a big car expert, right? <laughs> We're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I've heard stories and also just from personal experience, um, that was something that when we were preparing this session, we started to talk about just different gotchas that can happen. Um, I don't know if you want to tell a story or if I should. Um, just I love your story. <laughs> oh, sure. Well, I, I guess um, this was less of a car story and more of a just like travel being completely thrown upside down and inside out unexpectedly. Um, but on a ski trip heading in t towards Lake Tahoe, um, we were coming from the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area. Um, and the trip was supposed to take three hours. Um, and unexpected weather conditions blocked the road. Um, 
specifically what happened was too much rain caused several rock slides along along the road we were taking. Um, and I think there are only two kind of main roads that take you to Lake Tahoe from the Bay Area. Um, and so we were parked. We were literally parked in the middle of the highway for seven, more or less like six or seven hours, just moving along very slowly. Um, and so gas started to become a problem, right? Um, and of course, when you're road tripping somewhere and it's supposed to be a short distance, you might not think about, oh, me, like making sure that you have that really full tank and everything. Um, but yeah, just sitting there having to like wait, stay warm, right? Because it was still winter. So we needed to keep the car on a little bit longer um, so that the air, so that we wouldn't get cold while we were waiting for the um, road to be cleared. Um, so eventually, yeah, fortunately we got lucky that there's a gas station along the road, but everyone was hitting that gas station, right? Because everyone was yeah. kind of stuck driving to, to this big ski resort area. Um, so that was kind of like one major lesson that we've learned is definitely when you're, especially when you're in a cold area, make sure to have a full tank of gas. Don't let it go below half um, <laughs> because the heat, um, of course, requires extra gas, especially for just sitting, like sitting in your car waiting or driving slowly. Um, that that was major um, kind of car thing. And it's not, it's less about like mechanical issues, right? Um, but it's still one of those things where just if you have maybe an older car, the heating might be less efficient, stuff like that. You might use mm -hmm. gas faster. So exactly. um, that's and something that, yeah. Make sure it's a full tank of gas. And then but this is when you can't just drive off and just think, oh, I have some car problems. Oh, I'll be okay. It's like, no, the, the, when you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you need to make sure your car is in tip-top shape. You need to know that, like, the, the tires are pretty good. You have the chains. Even yeah. if you're going somewhere and, like, it could snow, like, at least your chains nearby or, or depending, I, I don't, not technical, but you are equipped to drive in the snow if you're in the a area that tends to can snow anytime. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, and you don't need winter tires, um, and you can get by with two-wheel drive. It's just uh, more dangerous, right? Um, okay. As, like if you have experience driving in the snow, you'll you'll have a slightly easier time. Um, but it doesn't mean that the road conditions can't be dangerous, unpredictable, and all that too. And I guess another tip too, because you mentioned the the chains for the tires, like put them on as soon as the road signs tell you to, or don't put them on at all if you're confident. But if the road signs are telling you that it's like tire chain conditions, you definitely should. Because um, if you keep on driving and the snow becomes really deep, your car can get stuck, right? So I think that 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 would probably be kind of the other thing is know how to put on your, know which tires you have, um, check the pressure, of course, um, mm -hmm. know how to put on the chains before you leave. Yes. You don't want to be figuring that out in the middle of like a snowstorm. And then in case something did happen, like in case... You get stuck because I do know in Tahoe that's a very common story that like all of a sudden like, the road shuts down um, and you're stuck on there. I got heard it before. Like, yeah. Um, so like one thing I do recommend is that even for adventuring, like, um, be, like remember that your whatever you carry outside in your trip, like on like the trail or whether you're boarding, skiing, whatever, that like you, you know you are concerned what you're carrying, but 
you can always have extra stuff in your car and your car carries out weight so if you feel comfortable i always bring like you know like extra socks like extra shoes extra food extra water like yeah bring you know you know brings like bring anything you might need in case something did happen and and if you don't use it, you don't use it. But I, it's if I was gonna go on my Tahoe trip, I would make sure I have like a blanket or in case I get stay in there, at least I'd be warm, you know. Or, yeah. <laughs> and if I don't use it, I don't use it. I mean, I could be overpacker, but whatever. That stuff is in my car. Just always remember yeah. that. Um, because I that's something that I always think about, even for camping in general. Like the car carries everything. Weight is this obsolete? It's, you shouldn't have to worry about that at all. Yeah, unless you're backpacking, like you're saying, it's just yeah, just camping, just regular camping, hiking. Your car has everything. Um, I even bring like shoes, uh, extra uh, sandals, like socks, lots of socks and other, and other things. But still, just always remember, the car can hold that extra weight. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I think that's that's pretty much all I had. I guess the one last thing is I know in cold temperatures. Um, I've heard stories of people's car batteries, you know, dying. Um, if, you know, maybe your car battery isn't as new as you think, or just, you know, for some reason your car battery dies and you're, especially if you're in the back country, it can be really difficult to leave. Um, so make sure that you either have a jump cable set with you, um, and or I mean, you should always tell someone where you're going anyway, especially exactly. in the backcountry. But <laughs> that that's true. Um, but especially in the winter, and if you're planning on going into the backcountry, um, yeah, tell someone have a jump cable set with you because if you um, need to uh, have your car jumped, um, don't rely on other people for uh, having the equipment that you might need to to help you get out. And here at a stat, like during the pandemic, I know we we're probably a lot more like scared of interacting with people. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. And, like, so this is like another layer. Like, you should, you, we should not be in that fantasy world thinking we can always rely on people because even though you like to, how do you know that person who usually would maybe are too scared they can't? So it's, yeah. Like, it's, it, and then, um, and what, what if you were interacting with people and what, what if something happens you had and then you're going to pass it on to somebody else? It's just like the whole thought process is just like, yeah. like just be on top of your stuff more than usual this year or anything. But of course, I would hopefully think that you would be, always be this way. But if anything, just for this winter season, just be extra prepared. Um, yeah. And, and that um, does include bringing the mask too, right? Because even I know ski resorts here, in this area, at least, I don't know how it is in Tahoe, but um, if you don't have a face covering, you will get kicked out of the ski resort. Um, so that can be a buff, that could be a bandana, but you have to be in all like lift areas and just space or mm -hmm. lodge areas. You have to have a mask. So um, thank you for bringing that up. Um, and also, I wanted to mention another thing about cars, about knowing your car. If you have any questions, reach out to us. We're not experts at all. But we know, like, we're not, like, me, we're not mechanics. <laughs> but yeah. it's so helpful. And as always, uh, um, we can always give you a good resources, which um, I don't know if want to talk about staying warm, another topic. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the kind of answers that I got when I pulled 
told people about, you know, what a major concern is in the winters. Of course, getting cold or getting caught in a snowstorm. How do you stay warm? Um, and, you know, like dressing in layers is one thing that a lot of people recommend. Um, I certainly would recommend it. Um, I have found recently for myself that wearing cotton t-shirts, for example, actually doesn't help me stay warm. So like if my layer has like, you know, sports bra, t-shirt, like sweater, and then my jacket, if I start sweating because I'm skiing or hiking, uh, the cotton does not dry quickly. So that actually ends up making me feel colder rather than warmer. So that's, that's maybe one thing to think about is just the material of the clothes you're wearing might matter. And, you know, of course, having a rain jacket or having a, a waterproof jacket, of course, helps. But I like what you brought up, too, when we were talking the other day about um, how eating and drinking can help. Do you want to talk more about that? Okay, um, so yes. So if you didn't know that, um, like, actually eating and drinking, eating food and drinking water actually keeps you warm. Believe it or not, seeing hydro keeps you warm. And, it, warm. and then um, if you actually, people would get hypothermia what I read online um I didn't write it down so pardon me but like part of that reason why they can get it is because it's dehydrated so like it's really important to stay hydrated and uh, yeah December it keeps you warm I know it's really hard though because for me when I go outside hiking in the cold weather like I don't want to drink water I have to force myself and this mm-hmm. is when um I probably lean into like um I you know these electrolyte chews so like I can like have you use your preference or, you know, like, oh, have I new? It's flavored electrolytes. But, like, I need, like, I always have to remember, like, like drink my water, at least have electrolytes. Yeah. And also with the layers, you tend to sweat a lot. I always realize that, like, I might not feel it, but all my layers have all this, like, it's, like, soaked, even though I don't want really to sweat that much. It's just, it's all wet. So just yeah. remember that, you know, eating and drinking water actually does help. So, um, but it's, but I really think that's something that people forget to stay, is to stay hydrated. Or maybe yeah, yeah, but it's just not a thought top of mind, or they don't really see the importance. But yes, it does help you stay warm. Um, yeah, look it up online. I can send you like links of articles if you want to. But yeah, that's a fun fact. Yeah, I guess it keeps like your metabolism going, right? Because like if you've eaten, then your body is like, ooh, I need to digest this and process exactly. this to, into energy. So that's yeah, totally. Um, and I know I always like to bring um, when when I go skiing. Um, I haven't done too much winter hiking, I should admit, but um, I've been skiing for for some time. Um, I always like to have like little candy or chocolates, um, just anything to like give me a little sugar boost mm-hmm. if I need it, or um, like you're saying, just like a little bit of a um, pick me up in the middle of a of a ride or something. Um, can definitely be really helpful. Um, and I guess also to your point about drinking in the winter, like it's not hot out. And so I guess maybe that's why we don't think about yeah. like, oh, I'm not thirsty. And <laughs> But even if it's cold, you still sweat when you're exercising and when you're walking outside and just wearing three, four or five layers, depending on what you need. Um, yeah, I said, yeah. I that's something like I know that I know I, I have problems drinking water when it's even just even in California, I'm just like, oh crap, like I'm thirsty. And then one thing too is that as soon as you are thirsty, you've been you already are dehydrated. Like that's just like <laughs> you, you 
um, like you need more water, like you need to be dehydrated. So yeah, you should never want to feel thirsty because that's that's a sign that you need you've been needing water a long time though. <laughs> I can send you uh, a screenshot of my nutrition book on that <laughs> nutrition book at that like that statement. <laughs> yeah, awesome. That'd be I think really helpful for for a lot of people to to see that and I mean for I know a lot of people don't like to take backpacks when they're skiing. Um, especially if you're sitting like on a chairlift, it can be kind of annoying to have the thing back. Yeah. But nowadays, I think camelback, well, not camelbacks, but just like water, uh, water reserves, yeah, and yeah. bladders are I, tend to be really helpful. We do that. Like, um, I only been skateboarding like a, like two three times, but um, my boyfriend Stephen, he brings his camelback. It's just a thing we do. It's like, why not? Mm-hmm. Just makes it easier. Like, I'm just, I'm lazy when it comes to water. I'm like, I need like a tube hooked up to me. <laughs> and then yep. I'm just like, you know, but hey, someone else agrees. But yeah, I need something right here. I'm like, yep, let's go. You know, like, I'm, yeah, I'm just, why not? Just hook up yeah. to me in a tube. <laughs> yeah, if that's what you need. I know, like, I'm chronically uh, dehydrated. I've had some issues <laughs> with circulation and stuff. So it's, it's super important. Um, and if not, just take a break while skiing, too. I know a lot of lodges with locker rooms, water fountains, all these kinds of things. Um, so, Yes, and then um, other things staying warm, too, is the clothing. So, oh, everyone know, we're actually doing a part two, and we're going over the gear and that more technical stuff um, with Kika. Um, so we're Kika gonna... from Kika's Adventures. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we're really excited. So there's going to be, we're going to go way more in depth about this, and we're going to have a guest speaker, and she lives in Utah, and she she actually has like wrote a whole thing about winter adventuring. So she's going to share her like her insights and everything. So we're going to go like so this is going to be much deeper. So we're going to like kind of the basics now. So um, so just a reminder of that. Um, but for the yeah, that's next here, week. But, um, but just if you're going on this side this weekend, as I am, like I'm going this weekend. So I'm just thinking about what I'm going to bring. But you know, I'm always bringing like extra socks for sure because I know for, yeah. sure, for some reason like. When I go when I go in the snow, um, I always feel like my socks get. Well, it makes sense. My socks get wet. It's ruined snow, duh. So I haven't been in a long time. It's wet, duh. Um, so like I always always felt like realized that when my socks are wet, I always get like really cold, and I always feel mm-hmm. like that's when I get sick. But for some reason, even I'm running in the rain. Like when I said, if I just change my socks and get my feet dry, I'm always okay. I yeah. never had a cold. I can like I ran in the rain for like an hour. But as long as I change my socks and my feet are dry, I never get sick. So I'm not saying like that's a good solution, but I'm just saying that for me, keeping my feet warm and having fur socks or sandals in the car, that's always like gold for me. Like it's always like I have to have that. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. If my feet are cold, just all of me is cold. I don't don't know why. Um, It's it's a thing. Um, I guess so like i i know that uh like hand warmers are like work really well for some people sometimes um i like to ski in mittens because the hand warmers warm my whole hand um so you know that's like a a little just like extra side side note i guess um but a lot of people like to put uh hand warmers you can also put them in your boots um in your pockets um just if you need to put your hands in your pocket you have that mm-hmm. extra option to help you stay warm um or keep your toes warm because i know that's one of the first things that gets cold for me of course i mean 
gets cold for everyone, right? Because your body tries to concentrate the the warmth around your vital <laughs> organs when you're out in the cold. Um, but yeah, just trying to stay warm because being outside with cold hands is one of the most uncomfortable feelings I know. So, yes. um, I, I guess like what I'm like thinking, and I can see a reoccurring theme throughout our um, our talks is that like part of it, like I want to reiterate that you kind of learn as you go, like learn about your body. So a lot of these things, like my feet, you know, your hands, your feet, like my hands are big too. Like this is something that I recognize, not just with like the winter, but I recognize with that, like all types of seasons. And this is when you got to really dig deep if your first time or thinking about doing it, just think maybe you're just kind of refresher. Like that's when you have to really dig deep. And remember those key things that like can make or break your trip. Um, and, I don't know for me it's like my feet, my hands, and like for me it's also my ears too. Um, but it's yeah, just, yeah, you have to think about it and just remember, okay, this is my this is the things that can make or break it. So I'm going to focus on that, and maybe you'll like, learn as you go. So don't like feel overwhelmed or anything. Maybe like maybe you relate cool. If you don't, you'll like you know. Find what works for you for sure. Yeah. Um, but I would I would definitely um, add to that and say that like in the winter I would personally err on the side of packing way too much stuff and being over prepared and then not needing um just because you know forgetting gloves that can like you're saying just make or break your trip um getting having your skin burnt having your fingers get really cold um Oh, yeah, sunscreen is really important too. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I was actually thinking about that just now too. Like the snow reflects so much sun, uh, can reflect the sunlight. You can get sunburnt in the snow. Oh, um, yeah, that's, that's really a big, big deal. Deal because um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that you. I'm glad that you mentioned that too because yeah, it can. It, I've seen people's face got all red. Yep. <laughs> all red. Like the ski glass, yeah. like raccoon look or whatever like that's, just, that's totally real <laughs> yeah so it's i gotta I mean, write that down because i forget about that I, I i haven't seen anyone post about sunscreen and snow that's a real yeah n neither have i right like i think that goes to show that like it's because even i just don't really th think about it here right in oregon like we barely see the sun in the winter and so just like it's down <laughs> this is <laughs> just it's not a blue bird it's like blue bird like someone can correct me if i said it right but i think that's the terminology when it's like a, cl a clear blue sky and it's like and that's when you can easily everything just magnifies into you yeah and the, because the snow is so reflective it just you get it double you get it from the, the sky and from the from the snow yeah. Mm -hmm. um i think we're kind of getting to our q a section yeah so um, let's start with q a so does anyone have any questions for us and like again um we're going to talk about this one like a part two next thursday too yeah so while people think of questions another concern that someone brought up on, in the poll that i took was navigating um mm -hmm. finding your way in the winter when it snowed a lot um do you have any kind of tips on that Yes. Well, kind of, sort of. Um, <laughs> so I do know, the only thing I do, I do know, there's probably apps I recommend um, because that's what we use. So we actually carried on the PCT because um, we, we had a hike in the snow. We we thought we had to carry paper maps. We, we brought them, you know, and then, mm -hmm. um, and then we find out like there's a thing called gut hooks. Um, 
I'll answer your question too. And then gut hooks was actually a GPS app and, and then actually navigated us where to go because the troll doesn't exist it's underground. So we actually use um, the app to navigate us where to go. And a lot of the, the biggest concern is that like, in my sometimes they take you like, I guess, toward the right direction. You're not technically on trail. Um, yeah. The biggest problem with that, I guess, is when you're going, when you like hit a mountain and then you look down and it says go straight and then it's down. Like that's the only like, Scary part. You're like, oh, I can't go straight because I have to go down. It's a cliff. Yeah. And then, yeah. but apps are a really good tool um, to use because even with gut hooks, no matter if we had signal or no signal, we were able to still pull up the maps. Nice. So, um, so if I would have like, recommend if you're, if you're hiking anything, like have like a, some, an app with a full battery. So that probably mm-hmm. means having a charger cord and a battery bank. All of that because yeah. if you're relying on that, like you need a battery bank, and you can find some really good ones, some cheap ones for like twenty five dollars. I found one equivalent to the Gold Zero like battery mm. for which is one fifty for twenty five dollars. Like, and I'm like I'm getting that one because and maybe it'll die quickly. Quickly, I don't know, but I need that. I don't have one fifty. I have like twenty bucks in my pocket. Yeah. So, um, so I would recommend that, and then um, we had a bat portable backup like you know in Garmin and Reach but that's like really expensive um, yeah so I would just suggest for the people just starting out an app and make sure you have it before you go out because of you want to make sure you have everything downloaded you want the maps downloaded you yeah. all the information yeah. downloaded so you can use it without signal um, okay and then one question yes so yeah what's a good amount of water to have um, and then um, I usually for bring um, or do you want to go ahead for hiking, I have always carry, um, it is one liter per two miles, and I think it's one liter per two miles. I think it's one liter per two hours, too, if I'm correct. Um, I, think that's it. I think that's it. That will make a lot of sense, one hour for two hours, one, one liter for two hours, which is 32 ounces. Um, but depending on the adventuring, like, I would do that, and I would carry some electrolytes with you and cause and then that happened. Um, and that's like the minimum. Yeah. I'd always bring more than that. Like, I, like, but that's like that. If you are so concerned about weight, you know, like, and that's your life, one liter minimum per, um, per two hours and for two miles. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds right. And if you're in a ski resort area, they sell water bottles as well. They always, water bottles and they have um what's it called water fountains as well so um if you find that you don't bring enough water of course you can always purchase or find more at a lodge um so that's a good alternative if you're out at a ski resort and i'm seeing that a lot of people are joining for the q a right now does anyone have any questions feel free to um ask about concerns traveling in the winter any ideas or advice that you would like please post the way advice yeah also please share advice especially if it's something we have not mentioned or ask for resources um again we're also having a part two on next thursday going Mm -hmm. we're going on on a trip to the mountains um next week so we've been and we have two dogs so we've been looking at what activities we can do with dogs do we need special gear with dogs? And I know that um, I was watching a YouTube video about winter adventuring with dogs. And the the guy mentioned that 
Um, you need to be careful with their paws, especially. If they have hair between their like toes, um, they can actually get, it can get frozen and it can like scrape oh. them open, um, which I had no idea was a serious concern. Um, so now of course we've like started, we bought like little dog boots oh. to protect one of our dog's feet because um, she has really tiny feet. So we're training her um, to wear these little booties um, so that we can keep her paws safe. But if that's something that you are concerned about, then um, definitely look at that as well. We have another question. What does a first aid kit look like for winter hiking essentials? Yeah, um, first aid kit for winter, honestly, not too different from the summer one. So definitely have bandages, alcohol prep pads, if you can find them, I always think are very good because there's like super thin and light and very easy to, to pack. That's kind of for, for a more worst case scenario type thing though. Um, other than that, band-aids, bandages, um, like medical tape and, oh, and I alcohol prep pads. Ooh, yeah. I, make sure you have ibuprofen for the elevation change. <laughs> Because I, 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 for me, like, I always make sure it's stacked. It's stacked, but it's really bad to say. I have to make sure that I have one for every single day because I get altitude sickness. So I always have to think about that. And also allergy pills. Um, yeah, ibuprofen is a great point. Because the other thing, too, is I feel like hiking in the snow is a little bit more work. It's a little bit like walking on sand. It's just a little more tiring. Um, So you're a lot more likely to get sore but um even with conditioning it's pretty common to feel muscle soreness and stuff like that so like you're saying having ibuprofen is great emergency blanket someone mentioned as well yeah. that's awesome if anyone else has any suggestions please mention it because um i know i'm running blank i mean um because i have other things in my mind i just realized that we missed out talking and then i always forgot about it <laughs> yeah I was like, I have something, but no, I don't. Um, oh, but one of the things too is that um, regarding regarding that is that I, when it came to to winter hiking, I actually it's when I had to switch into contacts because Ooh, yeah, because of the sun. I needed to wear sunglasses because the sun, like it was like, so mag magnified everything that I needed sunglasses because it would hurt my eyes. Um, and even though I could have probably tried with glasses, but it was something that I remember that I made sure that I could wear sunglasses. Um, because yeah, because a lot of people actually, ha actually, I think I had ended up having a sunglasses hand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and the other part of that too is if you're wearing glasses, um, well, and you have like a face mask on, yeah. can, it can get fogged up. So yeah. um, make sure there's like circulation and stuff um yeah, i don't remember anything else for emergency emergency blanket maybe electrolytes like i i know it's like probably a first aid kit but just something so in case someone gets dehydrated that can usually you know boost them up um, like a quick boost yeah but i don't but if anyone else has any suggestions please feel free to, to chime in and i'd be willing to do some a little bit more research and ask Stephen too because he's my, if he didn't know my my, my boyfriend partner or whatever you want to call him um, he works for the parks, and so he always, um, he actually deals with, like, emergencies a lot. Well, not, not a lot, more emergencies in the wintertime, because people got heat. Mm -hmm. 
he also goes, um, but like, I'm sure because he goes, he's been doing winter things forever that he might have them on top of mind. He just has that mentality. Um, yeah. Because, and also like, he wanted to do EMT too. Like he did the, the work for it. So I'm sure he had some things in mind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's <laughs> stuff we have not thought about. I mean, in terms of essentials, I mean, I think we can go back to a headlamp or some kind of a light source. Um, and for winter, yeah, just some kind of hand warmer or, or some something like that. Um, if you feel like you're getting really cold. Um, I'm trying to think of other essentials. I mean, bear spray, I still think is essential all time, like all year round. So some kind of... Um, some kind of way to deal with wildlife, I think, is um, I'm, I'm really more important. Of a, <laughs> <laughs> more of a what? A whistle girl. I, I like. I like having a oh, whistle. Oh yeah. I like. Um, actually, someone got me a really cool bracelet that has a whistle on it. I'm actually really excited because I feel like when you hear a whistle, like it signals alarm. Like, mm -hmm. and also gonna scare off fears because, like, what has happened before we encountered one? We blew on our whistles, and then they yes. they got scared of us. Um, but yeah, whistles are my favorite thing to bring. And, it's, and if you think about it, like, I think as a solo adventurer, it's actually great because if you do have a whistle with you, no one's going to, like, see you and be like, oh, like, I'm going to take that whistle away. It's like a threat. People don't make, especially if that's a, you probably have it on you and yeah. no one's down and just blow on it and that the signals alarm. Like, like yeah. I, I don't, when I hear a whistle, that's what I think of, like, what's wrong? Like, why is it a whistle? Like, and mm -hmm. so there's multiple things to it it's so simple and so like yeah and a lot of backpacks these days have like a little whistle on that little chest strap clip um you might not know but it's this little yeah. kind of tubey thing that pops out from the top um so check that out and if not yeah whistles are i, I don't think they're too expensive right so um yeah. not, that's that's a great safety thing to have and good questions yeah, does anyone have any questions um, before we wrap up? Yeah. Oh, we can talk about our next topic, too. So part two is with Tika, and her Instagram name is, um, I think, Tika's Adventure, or you can have you see Tika's Adventures. Yeah. Um, and she did her winter series um, on Instagram, so, and we thought it was amazing. And I, she's also, like, a, um, a I think she was a Solomon ambassador, woman who explore mm -hmm. ambassador. She's a wildkeeper ambassador too. She lives in Utah. So she's going to give up all these tips about safety, um, gear, uh, no shoeing versus micro spikes, um, and then a lot more. So stay tuned for that. We're actually going to go on Zoom. I'm really excited about that. So you can actually tune in from your desktop and we can have a link so you can sign up and get the um, get the link. And we're creating like a Facebook event page too. But no matter what, like we're going to, you can, you can find it. You can share it with friends because you want this be made to everyone because I think this is going to be really important and we can actually do it this top so yay yeah that'll be fun and I, I definitely want to ask her she's from Brazil and just kind of want to ask about also just her experience you know moving from this like nice more tropical area to Utah and kind of yeah just hearing about what the, what that's like I think will be pretty interesting as well and if, yes and if you have any questions please ask us so we can like for that session so we can have it ready for that I think that's pretty much it. As always, feel free to reach out about any questions relating to adventuring. Yeah. Leave a choice behind and leave it better than you found it. Always. And please stay safe and have a plan B. Yes, exactly. Thank you, guys. Bye. See you next week. See you next week.